So I see some oak. He's got like literally like four or five, maybe six of those like 12 roll toilet, toilet roll packs. And his entire trolley is full of cans of tuna. So I stopped him in the aisle then. I said, listen, hey, sorry, excuse me. Um, are you like stockpiling? He said, oh, oh coronavirus, I've got to watch out. So I said to him, what happens if I want to have a can of tuna next week? So he looks at me in my eyes and he says to me, oh, well, you know, you must start stockpiling because the whole world's going to fucking stop to exist tomorrow. It's been a frenzy at shopping centers across South Africa as people rush to stock up their pantries. Aisles at major retailers such as Woolworths, Pick and Pay and Checkers are bone dry. Toilet paper, bread, milk and canned goods are just some of the hot ticket items. The reason why I'm buying is because I've been listening to the news. See in Italy lockdown and they're running out of essentials, perishable goods, toilet papers. So I just want to prepare for the future that I don't know what it holds. The shopping hysteria was kicked off after President Cyril Ramaphosa announced that the novel coronavirus outbreak was a national disaster. He said government would enforce civil strict measures to try and curb the spread of the virus. Travel bans, group gathering restrictions and the closure of several ports of entry. It is essential therefore that we minimize the risk of the spread of this virus by limiting contact amongst groups of people. Gatherings of more than 100 people will be prohibited. And that's where we find ourselves this week on The Story, in the middle of a trolley dash. I'm Sheldon Morais, News 24's assistant editor for Fast News. I'm standing in for my colleague, Rian Grobler. You're listening to The Story. It's a new podcast from News 24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard and uncovered this week. To unpack the shopping frenzy that we experienced this week, I have on the line with us Philip DeVette, Business Insider South Africa's Associate Editor. Hello Sheldon. Philip, we've seen people raiding the store shelves, stockpiling bread, fruit and toilet paper. Why are people rushing on these stores. We've been talking to some very clever psychologists from around the world because, of course, this is something that has happened in the UK, that has happened in Australia, that has happened in Italy previously. Um, so a lot of people who look at human behavior have been studying this matter and thinking about it deeply. Roughly speaking, they say to us, when people face a loss of control, when when their lives spin out of control in whatever way, they look for the things that they can manage. You know, they zoom in on what can I do? What is within my ambit? What do I have agency over? And sometimes some of those people go, toilet paper. You know what I can control? I can make sure I don't run out of toilet paper. Maybe people I know will die of this virus. You know, maybe I won't be able to keep myself safe or whatnot, but I'll be damned if I'm going to run out of toilet paper. Here I go. I'm, I'm going to buy toilet paper. So that kind of panicked response is not necessarily rational, but it may serve as a coping mechanism for, for people who are deeply worried. Um, you know, by the same token, of course, um, stockpiling becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If enough people run to go and buy toilet paper, then yes, for a short while at least, the toilet paper will run out. 
I must also say we have no prospect of running short of food, for instance, in South Africa. The amount of food that we consume has not changed at all. The amount of food that we produce has not changed at all. The amount of food that we import has barely changed. But I mean, we're talking fractions of a percent at this point. Global trade is not affected nearly as badly as global air travel for passengers is. So there's there's nothing wrong in the system really that predicts that we're going to run short of food or even of toilet paper in, in this country. Hopefully the, the stockpiling kind of runs its course and calms down ever so slightly and then shelves should be pretty much back to normal. But what are the other hot ticket items that people are looking at? I know you've been you know examining that quite clearly. What is on the, the, the shelves and what's flying off? If you're stockpiling food, why are you buying food that's going to expire in three days? And if you're in self-isolation or self-quarantining, you know, you're not supposed to be leaving the house, you know, so you can't go and buy bread every three days if you're meant to be, you know, self-isolating for, for, for two weeks. Help me make sense of it. What we saw initially well before the first case in South Africa as, as the virus started spreading around the globe is we saw rushes on masks and on disinfectant and hand sanitizer. The masks don't make a great deal of sense because they won't stop you getting the virus. Hand sanitizer does make a lot of sense because it is quite a convenient way to keep your hands clean and and to potentially protect yourself from this virus. Once uh, we had cases in South Africa, we saw um, kind of more broad stockpiling behavior. Tinned and canned foods, uh, pastas, that kind of thing, yes, sold quite heavily. We saw some people stockpile medicines, um, paracetamol, ibuprofen, many medicines that can be used for the, the symptomatic treatment of a disease such as COVID-19. Where things did get a bit weird was the rush on, on things such as bread. And as you rightly say, you can't keep that for very long. Um, we've actually spoken to some people who, who went out and bought bread specifically, and they said, no, 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 I can freeze it. You know, what I'm going to do is I've got a lot of peanut butter and I've got a lot of cheese spread that can stand on the shelf. I've got a big freezer at home. I'm, I'm going to freeze the bread. Yeah, which makes sense up until the point where you have load shedding again. Hopefully we won't. Again, people are in the habit of buying fresh produce and, and things that um, expire a couple of days into the future. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time, especially urban South Africa. You know, we're used to making a run to the shops every two or three days. Um, that's all fine. So it it's almost seems to us like the, the thinking was, well, you know, normally I would buy one loaf of bread. Let me just buy three or four in case um, w- without really thinking through the consequences. Are people pushing up prices of some of the hot ticket items you mentioned, you know, like toilet paper, hand sanitizer, hand wipes? We have been watching extremely closely to see how retailers react to this and whether they do that because they could arguably make the point and say, well, you know, the, the, the way that we deal with a rush on stuff is to make it more expensive. You know, that'll be an equitable way of distributing things i think you could possibly come up with some kind of argument along those lines we have seen none of that behavior from the major chains whatsoever i'd like to believe it's because they think about their customers care about their customers and know that this thing will blow over and they're going to have to look those customers in the eye and then they're going to be looking for their business down the line i suspect it may also be a little bit of fear because i think you would have seen 
dramatic government intervention if anyone tried to pull a stunt like that. Uh, we have seen price, price gouging on a smaller scale um, in the informal market. We have seen instances where people have bought up stuff to resell um, at ridiculous markups. Uh, but, they, you know, they're not getting away with that at very large scale because people can still find a lot of those products um, on shelves. Uh, the one place where there's there's a dire kind of shortage of a, of a necessity is in hand disinfectant. Um, but people who are trying to charge really exorbitant prices on that are finding that people are just going, fine, I'll just go buy soap and I'll wash my hands with soap and water. Thank you. That's much better anyway. So up to now, at least that kind of profiteering, thankfully, no. Now, how have some of the retailers reacted to the stockpiling? The primary reaction has been one of asking for voluntary curbing. And I haven't actually seen anyone use the word Ubuntu on any of their signage, but but that's basically the message here. You know, they're going, guys, this is South Africa, let's show some Ubuntu. Think before you buy. Don't don't just buy in a panic. That seems to be having some effect. Uh, that that kind of request, uh, nice and politely phrased. Um, we have also seen pick and pay uh, create special shopping hours for older people. Something we've seen elsewhere in the world, which is a, a brilliant initiative. You know, not only does it give the most vulnerable people first pick of the stuff once the shelves have been stocked, it also means that they're not in contact with younger people who may infect them uh, to, to dire consequences. And then we've seen the, the kind of hard rationing at some toll points where clicks, for instance, on some medicines will only allow uh, six units per person. Um, we've seen Woolworths implement limits of, of five units per person. Now, I mean, those those are those are rations. Um, and in theory, we, we haven't really seen it tested, but the, that retailer will actually stop you if you try to buy seven or eight uh, cans of tuna, for instance. The one thing that is on almost everyone's lips is the restrictions around the sale of alcohol and the implications it's going to have. Talk us through exactly what those restrictions are, Philip. So in short, what what that uh, set of regulations say is where normal gatherings are limited to 100 people in any outdoor, indoor space, the moment you sell booze, your limit is 50 people. It also says that you may have no more than one person per square meter. So if your establishment wants to host 50 people, you need to have at least 50 square meters of floor space so that you don't crowd in people too much in, in a small place. And then it uh, sets the closing hours, which are 6 p.m. every day except Sunday when it's when it's 1 p.m. And that also applies to bottle stores. So anyone who's selling booze can only sell booze up to 6 p.m. And they can't open again until 9 a.m. the next morning. Stopping clubbing, stopping the kind of situation where people are getting very friendly around a bottle of booze does seem called for. The National Disaster Management Act specifically makes provision for limiting alcohol sales in places of disaster. So it doesn't look like it's like it's going to see legal trouble. Um, I think if, if this thing drags on for another good couple of weeks, which it will, those kinds of measures will start looking hard. The restaurants want to survive. Alcohol is a high margin sale for them. They have very few people through the door, so they're going to want to sell you booze so we'll probably see them find some kind of balance where they either stop selling alcohol at a certain time um, in other words if, if they think they're going to have a lunchtime crowd that's bigger than 50 then don't sell alcohol over lunch 
because then you're within the 100 people limit rather than the 50 limit. Uh, but I mean, it's very early days and, and a lot of outlets are thinking very hard about this still. I don't think they have the ultimate solutions just quite yet. Because we think of everything, Philip, quick one. Does corkage count? We hadn't actually thought of that. Um, the regulations specifically deal with sale. So if you are charged a corkage fee, that might just count, especially if you squint a bit. As long as the restaurant drops the corkage fee, you know what? Yeah, they, they, they're probably okay. That'll be on you, not on them. That was Philip DeVette, Associate Editor at Business Insider South Africa, chatting to us about the COVID-19 virus and also explaining why there's been a rush on toilet paper. Well, the stockpiling got so bad this week and the hysteria around it. It got so bad that President Cyril Ramaphosa felt he had to address it specifically when he met with opposition party leaders earlier this week. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. This is an enemy that we confront together, jointly, in a uniform way, to make sure that we rid our country of coronavirus. So we call on all citizens to refrain from making excessive purchases. It is important to understand that the supply of goods remains continuous in South Africa. Supply chains remain intact and there is no need for stockpiling of any items. So there's really no need for anyone to rush to shopping centers to go and buy a million rolls of toilet paper, sanitizers. There is just no need for that. All social partners, specifically government, business and labor, needs to jointly develop and implement measures to mitigate the economic effects of COVID-19. The story is a weekly podcast by News24. This week it was hosted by me, Sheldon Morais, and produced by Noctula Maniati. For this and other stories, go to news24.com.